You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the show, our number three. We're good. Hour number three. <laughs> Sorry, when just one day we're going to get this thing sorted out. Brent Kron's here, everybody. How about that? You yeah. can turn your own mic on now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Live radio at its finest. Yeah. Literally <laughs> live radio. Sure is. You know what? I'm I'm walking out of here. I'm walking off. You're done. <laughs> I'm walking. Yeah, oh, you're done. Yeah, I've had enough. I cannot work in this environment. You know, we got goalies getting run everywhere. Yeah. Right. Nobody's standing up for the goalies right now. That Ottawa game when who got smoked? Was it Corpusala? Corpusala getting treated like dirt. Yeah, Ben Bennett and Kachuk <laughs> were treating him like a second class citizen, right. to say the you least. Know, and he just had to keep getting up. Yeah. And that's what he did. He just kept picking himself up. And mm-hmm. then it was at Brady that took a run at Bobrovsky yeah. or Bob yep, there. Sure did. And you know what? That is a little that bit is, of a fracas. Oh, you just you knew it. When I played that, if you like sprayed the goalie with snow and stuff would happen, if if Drag nothing was if nothing yeah. was going on, you knew at some point if you were losing, your teammates were just going to take a run at the other guy, <laughs> and everybody was just going to come flying onto the ice, and that uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. would bring a crowd to its feet. Um, okay, we're going to get into the flames and yeah, and yeah. nights, whatever. It's fine, but for just a moment, let's indulge on yesterday's Senators and Panthers game <laughs> because. The visual of Paul Maurice counting heads on the bench and getting to about six (laughs) and realizing that's what he had to work with was art. It was unbelievable. (laughs) You know, we were playing in the lockout one year and I was playing in Lowell. We were playing against the the Norfolk Admirals. Mm -hmm. And in the first intermission, you can Google it. The, the, The video is very grainy and poor. But as you had to cross the team on the ice to go to the dressing rooms Mm. and Brant Myers grabbed uh, their head coach, I think it was Trent Yanni, and started fighting their coach. <laughs> and everybody is on the ice. I'm backing up that night. Cam Ward and Michael Layton are throwing toe-to-toe. <laughs> uh, 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 Colin Forbes is out there, you know, ripping people's heads off. And, like, it's just, it was it was hilarious. By the time we were all done, the game, everybody got thrown out, essentially. Cam Ward, you know, gone. Leighton, gone. I got to go in for the second period. We're up 2 nothing. There's, like, you know, 10 skaters on each side of the bench, oh, maybe. No. And then, basically, the first play of the second period, I go out and play the puck, and I come flying out, and the guy, you know, hits a, a rut in the ice and slides into my feet. Oh, no. And I go, you know what? Ass over tea kettle. Just <laughs> legs in the air, land on my neck, crunch my back. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there, and, and Tom Rowe is the head coach, and you can hear him, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> and I get up, and, like, you know, my, my spine is in four spots, essentially. And I just, like, get up, and I can hear this big crunch, and I skate back to the bench, and whistle goes, and I just kind of take a knee, and the trainer comes out, and he's like, you going to be okay? I'm like, I don't think we have another option here, right? And he's like, no, we don't. He goes, oh, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll make it. Oh, no. It was, that question's rhetorical, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. There's about 40, and, there's 40 minutes left, and I'm just like, please end this game. I can't feel my right arm. And that's like last night on the broadcast after after uh, Vladar gets run by Will Carrier, yeah. Corey Sarge says it like, 
what is the concussion spotter doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. are you, what is your thoughts there? <laughs> like, oh my, I could <laughs> really mess spotter. this game up. Uh, yeah. gotta, oh, oh, I know. Dude, Con- Conroy's just looking across that. I mean, knows who he is. He's just shaking his <laughs> yeah. finger, not saying a word. He's got, no, you... No, so, sorry, you're no. breaking up. You you're want... breaking up. We can't hear you. We're gonna... uh, the signal's no good. Sorry. <laughs> Cut the line. Cut yeah. the line. <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna duct tape them back together. Didn't they say? Tana was like, dude, you like you got you, you, you have to. You, have you got to. an e-bug on the bench here, Matt. You don't have a choice, right? Get up. <laughs> and, Tana's on the ground too. Like <laughs> yeah. They're drawing the chalk outline of them on yeah. the ice, just to like, oh, you know, putting up little. You know, crime scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good on him for getting up, though. Okay, let's get into this. I know you're not a huge fan of the e-bug situation in the NHL and how it usually plays out. Tell yeah. us about how your afternoon went. <laughs> so, so uh, it, it, it's no secret, you know. Um, I, but I will preface this by saying, did you see the smile on Dusty Nichols' face after the game when they were interviewing him? Oh, like, like having the time like, of his life. Like that is worth it <laughs> for sure. Like I, I get crotchety and bitter about all this stuff, but like that's a dream come true, right? And you just mm-hmm. you, you you'll never forget that. And he was a star for a night, and you just got it. Like it, it's heartwarming. It makes me feel good. So. It, it, you know, when I say what I'm about to say, I just want you to know I'm not a cold-hearted <laughs> human being, right? So so as I'm coaching hockey last night. We were on the ice, so we started at 6.30, didn't get off till 6.45. I have, you know, everybody's got the flu these days, so it's my first time. You know, I'm a goalie coach, but I was leading practice, putting mm-hmm. the kids through their paces. <laughs> and uh, and I get off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? like, you, know, you see these pucks, kids? You know, you know, actually, don't worry about it. We're going to put these back in the room here. Get yeah. on the line. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I get off the ice, and there's like 12 missed phone calls. About I don't know. I would oh. say about 20, 25 text messages from people that I haven't heard of in like four years. I texted you, too. You did. But, but I know, you, you know, we, we have, yeah. you know, yeah, I see exactly. every day, right? And we're probably going to talk about it today exactly. at some point. And I immediately think that there is an emergency, right? But mm-hmm. then... You know, even like Eric Francis called me and, you know, text me and then Leslie text me and I'm just like, what oh, is no. going on? So I'm, as I'm going through this, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, bums that call me like, oh, hey, e-bug tonight, Croner. Oh, e-bug, huh? what about, what's going on? E-bug, what'd you have for lunch today? How many beers have you had? Are you going in that blue? You know, whatever. And of course. I didn't respond to anybody, you know, no. I just like, screw yeah. you guys, you know, yeah. I get this, I, yeah. I, I was, uh, I've been through the process there before, yeah, and, no. uh, you know, and I said, beat it, you know, I yeah. said, I text Francis back, I said, I'm judging by your call, and I'm sitting on the couch now, I understand why you called me, and uh, I'm still on my couch, mm-hmm. you know, so that's just the, it's just the way, mm-hmm. it's the way she goes, right, mm-hmm. why couldn't, why couldn't Wolf go? Because he was missed a five o'clock yeah, deadline. Yeah, five o'clock deadline, and it's it's a competitive balance thing that the Flames would have a thing over Vegas, for example. If if Logan Thompson was sick or Aiden Hill was sick, Vegas couldn't go out and get Henderson's guy, but Calgary could go. Oh, Dustin Wolf just you know he lives down the street. Yeah, get over here. Well, it's too bad. It's a hometown advantage. Like, exactly. How often does it happen? Like, ooh, we got six a, times they've had it, to use an e bug in game. Right. You're like, okay, if you have yeah. that advantage, advantage, whatever that, uh, it, like, use your guys. Yeah. Mm. Really. No, yeah, that's it, a dumb rule. Yeah, I, I don't know the 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 recall thing is is tight. Like 
you know, I don't want to get into too many details, but I wonder what Jacob Markstrom's afternoon was also like because he felt like he was going to be able to go until something turned yeah. in about the four o'clock, five o'clock hour, and then they had to make an adjustment and make a call. So that's that's the thing that I wonder like about. The camera on him coming in and then him leaving. Oh, two different ways he's yeah. walking. Bit of a waddle. You know, I, and, and I've been there. Yeah. I, I got food poisoning yeah. from Quiznos one Ooh. time, and uh, I, I went and had it as a, Not as a sponsor. As a, as a pregame lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I figured not. I don't yeah. even know if they're around yeah. anymore, right? So I took a shot. Ar- Arby's really screwed me up. But uh, <laughs> so I go home and have a nap, and I wake up at about like three o'clock, and it's just full on sweats. And we know, mm. I mean, everybody's had food poisoning, so we have to walk down that. Uh, I'm I'm curled around the toilet bowl <laughs> no, essentially. Please paint us a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into too many details. Yeah. <laughs> and I called the trainer and I'm like, DJ, I I can't like I can't even stand up. And then they're, are you hemming it up on the phone? No, <laughs> no, because I'm. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, coming, I'm coming in. Yeah, I, no, I, just let me let me let me sleep. But I had to go in, and uh, I get to the rink. I'm sitting there in the cold sweats, and oh. they're like, like you need to back up. I'm like. I need to cut a hole in my pants is what I need to do if I'm going to do that, right? Like, what is the matter with you guys? And I'm, sitting, and I'm sitting on the bench, and I think we were playing the Chicago Wolves, and Freddie Brathwaite was backing up, and he's looking at me. He's like, man, you look pale. What's going on? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm just in cold sweats, and I look at him. I'm like, shut up, Freddie. I'm falling apart here. Don't, don't make fun of me, right? I couldn't even talk back. I was, you know, back and forth between the, yeah. the bench and the dressing room, and you know, Curtis Macklin came in there and stole a show, and that's, I think, oh, probably God. where his career took off, and mine took a dive, I would mm. imagine. But uh, <laughs> A little bit of food poisoning, yeah, that's I, where it turned. You know, I blamed him. I saw you know, I saw this car parked across the street from Quiznos, and this, this guy in a trench coat walking out his, his eye wa- yeah. walked in. Poison I, 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 I always thought it was... Was old McElhinney mm. trying to trying to get a leg up on me? Yeah, and, he uh, does have a little bit does. of a dubious kind yeah, of look to yeah, him. Sinister. Yeah, yeah oh, you can just yeah. see him, right? He's just yeah. he's up to something, and nobody would suspect it. Yeah, this right? is a reckless accusation, but yeah. I'm fully involved. Yeah, let's go for it. Right yeah. on. Uh, did you ever have teammates that played like even through more sick? Like one of the things that I was listening to uh, this past week was uh, a podcast, a couple of football guys, and they were talking about how all the time guys will just pee their pants on the field <laughs> just because they got to go when they got to go yep. or, or sometimes you take a, a crap in a bucket on the sideline <laughs> yeah. anything like that anything no. too wild like that you got yeah. thatcher demko puking in his mask yeah. earlier this season <laughs> you know nothing like you know where you're just kind of losing fluids mm. you know like uh, uh on the ice nothing like that but we've all had some pretty bad colds and some pretty days you just don't want to get out of bed and it's like well you're playing tonight so mm-hmm. just you're when it used to be i mean now with the advent of all everything that's going on like you could be the walking dead in showing up and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're still, like, practice starts at 10, man. Like, why don't you just go put like, a toque on and sit in the corner and get ready for practice? Especially being sick as a goaltender because oh. you've got so much extra pads to put on. And, and you're out there for 60 minutes. Yeah. You have to be, like, you have to You're not focus. moving. You're, you're not, not moving. moving a lot. No. Oh, yeah. And you're just looking at the clock and it's like, oh, it's... 1958 and then you look up and it's like oh it's 1952 it's like it feels like a lifetime but Mm. those are some of the games though too where you do play your best because you are so dialed into making your job so much easier on yourself you're from from a goal like your angles are perfect you're tracking the puck you don't want to have to exert more energy than Mm. you have to right but uh but then on the flip side i'm going to switch gears on you for a second hit me yeah 
And you know, Vladar played a phenomenal game last night. Sure, I was going to go next. Yeah, I could read. I can read your mind. We're, we're, we're getting to that point here right now. I could see that brow start to furrow, and he's like, "We've talked about this long enough." And I just let me just let me just change the gears on you here a little bit. Um, I'm ready to change. I'm bored with this. I'd yeah, like to talk exactly, about something. Yeah, new. I can see you roll your eyes and throw the paper in yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, but games like that. So when you're not expected to start, you're. I mean, for the way I. I was super relaxed. I could sleep in the afternoon. I didn't really, you know, I get a nap. I'd watch a little bit of TV. It's like, oh, I'm just hanging out on the bench night. And if you went in, you went in, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're not overthinking it. But if you're you know, told like they are, you know, like, hey, you know, Ladar, you're playing last Tuesday against Kraken. He knew about that the day before, maybe earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, you're going in back to back in Colorado. He knows that. So he can, he's preparing for it. But sometimes you can overthink things too. And I always found that if you get to the rink and like Markstrom is, is sicker than a dog, and all of a sudden, Lars like, "Holy smokes! I got to go in net." He hasn't had time to psych himself out for the whole game. He didn't. You know, he mm-hmm. played. A, he played an okay game against Colorado Saturday. He gave up two softies that, you know, the Flames couldn't come back from. Yeah. And then he gets thrust into a game. and He just goes out and plays. He doesn't have time to think. He doesn't have time to over overthink. He just goes out and plays the game. And man, did he uh, did he play well? He robbed Eichel multiple times, yes. Nick Waugh well, multiple times. How many times? breakaways do they want to give up? How many two-on-ones? And it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, four know, or five. It, right. Yeah. Like, it's literally, and it may be because it's just, I watch the Flames so much, I should probably pay attention to maybe the Leafs and the Oilers, and I should just probably sit in front of my TV Wouldn't all night watching it. 19 games. But Don't worry about it. There's just egregious, egregious giveaways. Like, even, I was in the third period with Uyghur last night, where mm. he's like trying to stick handle nowhere. And the guy just picks him and walks in from the red line on a break. It's like you're, the game is one-one, or whatever, right? It it's was, like, yeah. yeah. It was blue to, and it, blue to blue for yes. I think it was Barbashev straight in. Like man, or or have a little. I mean, and, and that's also kind of what makes him good is because he is a risk taker. It's risk versus reward. Those guys make mistakes, and that's why you need a goalie that can stop the puck. Because Weger made a mistake. Vladar mm-hmm. made the save. Weger goes in end to end. Nice little pick by Backlund there. Nice little subtle, <laughs> subtle pick. Perfect. Art. Yeah. Art. And little then, angel. <laughs> Halo above here, guys. What are you talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah. And then when when and I didn't like that overtime goal. I didn't uh, I, from uh, Aiden Hill's perspective. Yeah. No idea. I don't know what I, I, you know. The defenseman stuck his stick out for sure. That's yeah. fine. We can complain about that all you want, but the defenseman's not trying to deflect the puck. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest gripe. That players have is I'm going, so get your stick out of the way. He's like, well, what do you think I am? Trying to deflect it in the net? I, what am I going to let him shoot? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you can't win in that situation. You give him a clear shot. It's like, why didn't you stop him? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not winning. Well, and it's a game of a, um, a centimeter there. Yeah. Because if it's a little more down on the blade, that's going out of play. For sure. And if it's a little bit more up, it's just changing the lane <laughs> enough to go right under the bar. Exactly. Um, but you could see Hill kind of over overplay mm. with the blocker and it went under him and he he played a great game last night too. Very good. Man, that guy's on fire. Like he's he could be the real deal. You know it's he Hey, when you're talking best on best for Canada in goaltending, I would He's right up there. I would <laughs> I, I could make a great case for him. You know what I mean? And I thought last year I always liked him. You know, he was getting games here and there when he was getting started and Arizona I, he was before. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked him. I liked him there. I thought he was good. And and then you know with Vegas having all their goalie issues they had last season, I think they went through five or six guys. Yeah. And then he came in and I think just, you know, really solidified that position. And he played phenomenal in the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes guys can get hot and then you can uh, forget about them. I can't remember a goalie off the top of my head, but the, the guy that used to play for Ottawa that, you know, I think he, the hamburger, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, uh, Andrew Hammond. Yeah. 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 He, would, he, he came in and like took the playoffs by storm and he was phenomenal. And then he, after the next season, they're like, what? Yeah. Right? You, you, you don't belong at this level. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> what but, is going on here? But Hill. 
on the other hand, just looks calm and cool. He's big, too. Holy yeah, he smokes. He kind of looks he... like Robin Leonard in the net. Yeah, hey? he does. With more mobility and less of a beer belly on him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he's yep. not, he doesn't have that big barrel. He's just a big guy, right? Yeah. Did you like his uh, Stanley Cup celebration? Did you ever see his no. interviews when he was, uh, yeah, he, he had some, some all timers uh, from when they were doing the, what do we have here? I got Aiden Hill debauchery. That's what this is called. What's the craziest thing you guys have done with the Stanley Cup so far that you can tell me for live TV purposes? Drank out of that. You don't need to know the rest. <laughs> well, and I like the pause. Yeah, he had to think about it. Yeah, like, yeah well, I don't want to be too reckless uh, here. You know, I held it above my head. Yeah, <laughs> and then I put Fruit Loops in there. Yeah, and the rest. Know, yeah, mm, might not wear. It's pretty wild. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> oh, they, uh, he's quoting whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they did that, they did that part. In, uh, there's their part prayed at night too, which was also really cool. So they had the all day of drinking leading up yep. to the celebration. You know what? That's dangerous yeah. to to let those guys <laughs> go on the microphone after a full four days of just getting I, banged up. I mean, Brett Hall was the was the celebrity there. He's the big one in 2019 with the Blues. Yeah, um, Ovechkin, Ovechkin was, was great. I think I got your number, Gloria. <laughs> I think Corey Crawford would, with the Blackhawks yeah. one year yeah, really, he a doozy. Re, really lit it up there, too. Jason Kelsey, when the Eagles won, he was all dressed up in the gambit. That was fun. It's unbelievable the way, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say we united the realm. It's, it's wild here. United. It's a pun. United he really realm. liked it. United. Yeah. Get it? Oh, well done. Very good stuff. Well done. Uh Vladar plays, and you mentioned, like, he gets the call, like, after he's done his nap, hey, you're going to start, which is probably the best place to get it rather than jury or before the nap. His mom was in town, too. That's cool. Visiting from Prague. Yeah. Do you ever play better when the family was in attendance? Uh, or did you know anybody, specifically maybe Europeans, who would just take it to another game when family was in town? No. Okay, good. Mm, no. Right on. You know, I just remember playing really poorly in Brandon when I'd go play because all my <laughs> uncles and aunts would just sit there and be like, You're you played a terrible game today. Like you were just you were awful. And and my dad couldn't sit there and listen because they give you the Bronx cheer. Yeah, you know, the like, and, I, and, I, and I was always so nervous before games. And then I'll never forget we were playing as Winnipeg Jet Night in Manitoba Moose in the old uh, Winnipeg Arena. And I was playing in oh, San okay. Antonio. Nice. And they sold out was thirteen thousand, whatever, five hundred people in the big, big picture of the Queen yeah. at one end and and I remember we lost five nothing, got absolutely smoked. And my little cousin at the time was like are you, you're supposed to, your goal, you're supposed to stop the puck, right? And I'm like, listen here, you know what? Watch this. It's a long fall from where you're standing right now, just so you know. It just, I, I you know, I, and eventually I just, you know, I, I got over it, right? Yeah. I, grew, I grew up. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really? usually would play worse if I knew people were in the stands. Right? So I'm like, don't tell me you're coming. No, don't, no, no, no. I don't want to know. Um, a couple of things from yesterday's game as well that I wanted to touch on. Um, were you as ecstatic watching that as Greg Millen was? <laughs> when, he, so when, when he got to the point where he was like, it's the goalie battle. And then he was like, no, I'm saying it. It's a goalie battle. It's all. Oh, he was into it. He's, he, he, you know what? I think Greg Millen is the best color guy. I love he, when uh, he does games. He is, every time he's on the, on the call, I listen because he, he's, He's smart. Mm -hmm. yep. He's articulate. Mm -hmm. He's funny. 
Yes. And, and and he really adds a bit of insight to the game that's got a bit of humor to it. But plus, oh, yeah, no, you're 100% right. But he was all over the goalie battle yesterday. <laughs> he loved it. And then, and then he was all over the don't show Tanev getting a shot oh, in the face. Oh, quit showing that, Quit guys. showing that. Quit showing that, oh, Don't do it. Stop. <laughs> Jerry in the van. Stop. Stop. I, that's I, enough. Honestly, yeah. I was like, thank you, Milzy. Like, my goodness, yeah. we yeah. get Once it. Once or twice, yeah. all right. Yeah. Third yeah. time. Yeah. We get it. He got him right in the face. It's good. We right. get it. He's gone. And. And I've had the pleasure of meeting him a handful of times, and just a super good person mm, too, right? Yes. Like remembers your name, looks you in the eye. Oh, he loves coming out here. He yeah. always talks about you know his t- his runs along the Bow River every yeah. time he comes out here. Because when Kelly's out doing hockey night, he yeah. comes and fills in for Flames color with Rick Falls. So. Do you know what else I liked was Great. his comment on Chris Tanev, uh, and he's like, "Listen, I don't get into the contract <laughs> stuff. That's not for me." He's just like, "I'm not bothered. I never bother with that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about play. Yep. If you other media scribes yep. want." to bother with contracts have at her he, not gonna he, do he it. was like he was like uh he called the flames the most pluckiest team in the league last <laughs> night <laughs> Like okay. that, they're always you know yeah. into this. They're always yeah. going to be fighting. Well, they well, and he they are because look yeah. at them. They battled back so many times this year. Was he talking about also about Aeroflex pads when he played for the Nordiques <laughs> and and the, and the two piece helmet that he would wear? And I just I remember watching him play too, and him and Rajon Lamelin with those huge <laughs> Aeroflex Ray pads. Jean. All I wanted was some of those for street hockey because mine were too beat up. That makes me think of something else that I wanted to ask you about. Do you remember Z-Bubble Sticks? <laughs> I, I should, but I can't recall. They were Yellow, essentially right? the last two-piece stick Okay. before one-piece sticks became a huge thing. There yeah. was a tweet yesterday from John Michael Lyles that I want to ask you about because he was the last player in the NHL to use the Z-Bubble Stick, the two-piece. So I want to ask you about anyone you remember, or do you remember the end of the two-pieces? I don't think you yeah. remember the end of the wood. no. Well, yeah, yeah, I do actually remember because I've a, a few people in junior would would break the composite sticks because the they would break all the time when the guys would take a one timer when mm. they first came out. Okay, and and we were still using kind of wood sticks at the time or two piece, you know, the aluminum with the blade yeah. in it, right? And uh, and I just remember that's the only thing I remember is just when those composite sticks came out. There was a few old school hockey fellas that were in management that were like, "This these sticks are garbage. You can't take a one timer anytime you get slashed." Really hard. The stick breaks in two. These these wood sticks, these oak sticks, are thirty seven pounds, and they'll never break. And if you want to bury somebody in the back, it, it, it will bruise it's a, a kidney, great tool right? For that. <laughs> like, and that's what you need to do, right? But playing in Seattle one season too, I, I think Brooks. It was Brooks, like um, maybe a different player, but he needed. He, he ran out of his curve, right? It wasn't mm. like it wasn't the light curve, but whatever. It was like the Craig Janney curve or something mm. like that. And he went in to go get a new blade, and the trainer was like, uh, "We don't, uh, uh, yeah, no, we don't have any more." And he's like, "Well, didn't you order some? Like, we're, we still have two months left." He wasn't giving him a hard time, but like, "What am I gonna? What am I supposed to use?" He's like, "Well, you know, we can't get that curve anymore." He's like, well, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, the, the Sherwood ran, ran out, ran out of wood to make the stick." So you, you, just to, you know, you just, it's like silly junior yeah. trainer stuff. It's like, "Get lost, you geek!" Like you're, yeah, you're lost, using a ran out of wood. He's yeah, like, like, "That doesn't make sense." You're, but okay, right? You're, you're using a left-handed stick now. You're using a right-handed stick. Get out of here. That's what we got left. Get lost. <laughs> it's good stuff. His shot's just all wrong the rest of the year. He's <laughs> yeah, missing three feet wide. The toe is all wrong for him. And you can hear him just swear in the quiet, cold barn <laughs> as he misses the shot every time. Ah! One of my favorite moments from that game yesterday, one of the most comedic moments to me, was Yegor Sharangovich breaking his stick on the power play. <laughs> and then he gets one from the bench, and regulation ends, and he goes to slam it on the ground, 
And he realizes <laughs> not his stick. This is Andrew Mangiapane's stick. <laughs> you know, Mangiapane yeah. had given him a stick off the bench, and he went to break a second one and realized, "Ooh, oh, this one's not mine." Oh, oh. And 88's actually had a decent start to the year. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> not mine. Break it's, not, this. it's not my place. You know, yeah. if, if you ever want to see full-on scramble mode, it's it's the trainers have it pretty dialed in on the bench where everything's in numbered order. They know exactly whose mm-hmm. stick they're always watching. But if there is a uh, trainer has to go sharpen a guy's stick or, or skate, sorry, yeah, or yeah. go take care of something, and then the players have to help the guy out, and everybody's like, oh, oh the stick rack falls down. It's like, oh, t- t- take mine. And, then, and there's like three sticks that are just throwing at him on the ice. And it's like, you want right to see, see pure chaos and sheer panic on guys' faces because they don't know whose stick is whose. No. They just know which one theirs is. Yeah. And that trainer's got a, like the amount, and, and you have to watch them on the bench. How like they watch the play, and like, oh, that's uh, number four, four. Grab the four stick, yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's efficient, right? He's like the wolf from Pulp Fiction. He's coming in, just fixing the mess up, yep. all yep. calm, cool, and collected. There you go, right. Uh, there's an old video that I remember for a couple of years back when the sticks were on a bench in one of the NHL buildings, and there's a trainer, and you just watch him, and he has his hand on top of the sticks. Mm-hmm. And whoever yeah. has the puck, he's just moving his hand to the yeah. top of the stick of whoever has the puck. <laughs> he's playing the and piano. I was like, That's amazing. Yeah. Like, look at this guy. He's dialed in. And I can't even pay attention watching the game on a, on the TV. <laughs> Is there any <laughs> better highlight than someone breaking their stick, getting it off the bench, and then helping with the goal? Oh yeah, oh it's awesome. Like, and then everyone hugging the yeah. train or the trainer, yeah. the equipment yeah. manager. Yeah, love it. It's, it's so, so good. good. I, it's so much fun watching that stuff because it's just you know the coaches get involved too, and then if there's a mistake, what are you doing? Up there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just there's just such high pressure stakes that if you screw up, it's a it's a tough one. Around the corner, uh, we're gonna get into this stick conversation. We also have to have a chat about Dustin Wolf. Yeah, we do. You whiteboarded yesterday. I did whiteboard it yesterday. I don't know if we whiteboarded anything else. We'll check in the break. Uh, a few things to get to. A half hour left to go. Brent Cron is here. He joins us for All Kind Door Services Limited. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all of your door repair needs. More next. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. <laughs> Welcome, <coughs> welcome back. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very fun. Uh, test, test this thing on. A little rustic. This thing on is back tomorrow. Sure is. I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas. GVP and Shannon are in the other room. You guys still awake over there? I haven't heard from them in a while. No, I haven't seen them either. What? GVP yeah, befriended me on Twitter. Oh, whoa! He gave you a follow. You. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't know his real name, Garrett. Can yeah, you pronounce yeah. it? Give it a try. Van de Plug. There you go. Yeah, it's How better do? than what George can do. <laughs> Jordan butchers it every time. That's why it just it goes with the nickname. Better please on. He doesn't even know my name. No, I actually think that's true that he doesn't know Shan's name. Isn't that insulting? Some <laughs> what? Who, who's that guy in yeah. there? What? Introduced him to Shan. He yeah, still twice. calls him the intern. He's been employed here for a year. <laughs> yeah, he's been here for eighteen years. We haven't yeah. had an intern all, since the summer. Yeah. 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 Whose voice is that? Oh, I don't know. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it just must be in my headphones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, a uh, couple things I wanted to get to with yeah. you Good. before uh, we got out of here. Um, I wanted to start with Dustin Wolf. Did uh, you have any closing thoughts on yesterday's game? I think we covered it. Aiden Hill was good. Dan Vladar was good. Honestly, I'm the just power hap- play still stinks. Yeah, but I'm happy to see them playing against heavy hockey teams mm-hmm. and doing well. Like that Dallas game was, you know, up and down game. It wasn't great, but they they managed to, to win that one. And then last night was a lot more uh, closer of a game. Vladar kept it close. Hill kept it close. It was a goalie battle. Uh, I'm reluctant to say that because old Greg Millen loved that line yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, they, they're playing against big teams and, and structured teams. And a team like, like Vegas and Dallas that's been together for a long time. Just Flames have a new coach, new system. They're starting to gel. And getting wins like this, these close ones, uh, are, are huge, huge confidence boosters for the guys. And that's just like what they're going to be playing yeah. for the rest of the way. It's like yeah. for the rest of the month, the year, it seems. You got Dallas on Thursday again. Vancouver's a heavy team, obviously well-coached with Rick Tockett. Minnesota is going to have a new coach. John Hines is going to get those guys going. I yep. know he is. That's yep. one. That's like the only match that you look at before yeah. the holidays. And, and Carolina, like, you can win that jerseys one. on this thing. I know. Like Colorado and Vegas back to back on the road. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and in both those buildings too. Like they're not quiet buildings. No. no. Always there's, active. There's a lot of energy in both. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, um, like last night's game, it's two one overtime victory. That's the that's the game the Flames want to play. There's sure yeah. there's things they want to tighten up, but they want a close game. They battled back and they won in overtime. It's just, it's nice Mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, it was really good to see. Uh, One of the guys that is a big topic of conversation around this organization and has been for, I would say, about two years now is Dustin Wolf. Uh, Outstanding netminder. Won the goalie of the year in the AHL his rookie season. He won the league MVP in his second season. This team didn't have room for him at the start of the year. Jacob Markstrom, the starter, Dan Vladar, the backup, not going to run with three goalies. Dustin Wolf starts the season down in the AHL. Maintenance day for Jacob Markstrom. Dustin Wolf comes up. He plays against the Ottawa Senators. He gives up four goals. I don't know how many of them were necessarily his fault. It was a bunch of screens and tips None. and all that type of thing. Yeah, he played fine. Team wasn't very good in front of him. They lost to the Senators. He goes down to the AHL. He plays two games in Ontario. They win one, they lose one. He's not outstanding by his standards. I think he faced 40 shots and allowed seven goals, so not by his standards. He has a couple of games off. Oscar Dance starts down then down there. Then he comes back. He has a shutout against Tucson. Next game, he stops 41-42 against Abbotsford. Plays the next afternoon, gets pulled after allowing four on 20. What I'm trying to say here is he went down to the AHL. He had a fine start to the year. He got called up to the NHL. A little bit of a dip, started to play well again. A little bit of a dip in his last outing. What do you think Dustin Wolf is thinking right now? What do you think of how the season has gone for Dustin Wolf as far as being back and forth just a little bit, only once back and forth so far? Well, how are you looking at this situation? I think it'd be pretty hard for him right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I know it'd be hard for me. Um, we we were marveled at his, uh, when he did get sent down, that his attitude was positive. He went down there, didn't miss a beat, carried on. You know, he he knew he wasn't making the team out of out of training camp unless there was an injury. Mm-hmm. He gets sent down. Uh, guys talk to him. He's saying the right things. He's he's obviously mentally strong. He's mentally tough. He believes in himself. Gets an opportunity to come up with uh, to play against Ottawa, and the team didn't really play that great of a game either, right? And he gets that one game, and then he gets sent back down, and then. You have because t- last season he got a taste of the NHL against San Jose at the end of the year. Game didn't matter. It was just uh, let's bring you up and, and you can play an NHL game, and that's super cool. So he knew what that that deal was. Um, he wants to be here, obviously. And when you get a taste of it at the start of the season, you go up to Ottawa and you're in the NHL. Like that's like that's the progression. That's what he's showing at, at a very quick rate too. Right, his success in junior, success in the American Hockey League, and it's hard to stay the course. And I, I think that. He's got. A, he's going through a little adversity right now. I would imagine between the ears because he knows he's a National Hockey League goaltender. I think he's a National Hockey League goaltender. I'd like to see him ha- get an opportunity to string games together, not just come up in relief, play one game, get sent back down. Like that's that's tough because every time you're up there, you want to be up. The, you want to be up there longer. Like 
give me give me a chance. And 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 the position the Flames are in now, where they're in a wild card spot right now, which is crazy from the way they started the season. Mm-hmm. And both goalies have been playing well. You know, I I still believe that Vladar is a backup at best. That's I, my, that's my ceiling for him. He played a phenomenal game last night, but any backup can play a phenomenal game. He also kind of struggled against Colorado when right. he was out in priors. So right. It's... And so you sit there and things are kind of moving well for the Flames right now. So do you really want to bring in Dustin Wolf and and upset the not you know the apple cart essentially. So for Dustin Wolf right now, it's you're in a tough spot cuz you're in the American Hockey League. It's a grind. You're playing in front of no fans, you know, everywhere you go except for a few buildings in the league. You're flying commercial. You're getting per diem after the game, getting a roast beef sandwich, and you get up to, to, to roast beef sandwiches are delicious, by oh, the way, yeah. but, not when, they, yeah, but yeah, not when yeah. they sit in a styrofoam box for like three hours, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. um, and he just And he's so close to the big team because he's in the rink, but so far. And she gets to see that every day. And it's just, it's, I can just imagine how difficult it would be to stay the course. He probably tells himself, just stay focused, be patient. The only thing he can control right now is, is his, his attitude, his skills there. He's mm-hmm. the best goalie in the American Hockey League. Everybody knows that. But right now is not his time with the Flames as much as he wants it to be. And that's a really tough spot to be in because there's nothing that he can do with it, you know, barring something outside of his control, such as... A trade. Right. An injury. Stuff like that that's outside mm-hmm. of his control. So he's got to be patient. And I'm sure the Flames are talking to him a lot too. Just, hey, you know, how you doing? You know, how are things? And we got a big plan for you and be patient and we're here for you. And they can say all the right things. But but at this point, I've been there too with the team where it just... Kippersoff was around. There was no opportunity yeah. for me to come in. Mm-hmm. They would sign a different backup goalie every season, whether it be C- Curtis Joseph. Sove. Tosca. Well, Sove yeah. rubs me the wrong way because yeah. that's the one that burned me. Yeah. Sove, um, Boucher, uh, all these guys that were just coming in and getting smoked every night. Getting your five games a year. Right. And yeah. and you sit there and it's like, I'm putting my like. Call me. Hey, y'all draft me. You know, right? You know, and you sit there, and that just that this wasn't the way it, it it's it's going. And for for uh, and Dustin Wolf's in a different spot than I am because he's he's accomplished so much at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a first round pick. Oh, I, mean, I mean, that's a pretty high bar, right? Yeah, that, they don't just give those out for free, no, right? You got to earn those. You, uh, yeah. um, obviously, I just figured he wasn't good enough, like like I yeah, was, right? A good obviously, point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be at least six two to get picked in the first round. Obviously, right? Yeah, that's it. everybody's getting goalies first round back. <laughs> yeah, then. Exactly. <laughs> but um, this is adversity for him, and it's another mental test. And he's just got to be sick and tired of these already. It would be hard not to get frustrated. Yeah. I, I I honestly feel for the guy because you're just you're he's in his mind. He's like I'm just I'm done with the American League. I'm done. MVP last year. Yes, as a goaltender. Right. Mm-hmm. And on then a, what? On right. a contending team right. this year, like oh wow, what do we want to win a Calder Cup now? Is that yeah. my goal? No, my goal is to be in the NHL. Right. Like. <laughs> Yeah. The Flames are in this position because they have strength of the position, which I yes. think a lot of organizations would like to have. It just feels like Dustin Wolf has gotten way better than they could have expected I this know. quick. Sooner, uh, quicker. He got because here way too quick, I think. I do feel like you can kind of do this for this year. Like You can tell yep. him, listen, this, this is going to be it this year. You're going to get more NHL games and more meaningful NHL games than you got last season. Yep. But we can't give you a full spot yet because... Dan Vladar is getting lost on waivers if we do that. That's bad asset management. For sure it is. And frankly, this is going to be your team down the road. You don't want us mismanaging assets like that. That are going to help your team win when you are the starter of this organization. 
You're 100% right, but that is hard to listen to. Yeah, if you're Dustin Wolf, like, like, I, I don't care what five years yeah. down the road right? Like, like, am I not good enough? Yeah. And then you sit there, too, and, and you don't. I don't think with him you have to be concerned, mm-hmm. but being in that mindset, you're worried about losing a guy a tattoo between the ears, where mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've done everything I can down here. I mean, and whatever I do, it doesn't matter. Like, if I make a mistake hey, down here, it's not a big no, deal. No, that's exactly right. But and it's going to, those habits start creeping into your game. For sure. And that's going to hurt you down the line. Right, because the energy... And the you know you're, you're he's he's you know done so well in junior moved up done unbelievable in the American League okay like he, he's and he's probably used to like just climbing that mm-hmm. ladder really really fast right oh yeah um, and so it's it's this is a growing learning experience for him and I'm sure if he was list, if he's listening to this right now which I really doubt he is <laughs> um, I think they all to. listen <laughs> yeah I think the organization um, mandates it if I it forces him page patience. Mm-hmm. Can, you can shove that right where you know what you know. Mm-hmm. Just from his mentality, yeah. it's like I just want to play in the NHL, man. But like you said, um, he doesn't have to clear waivers to go down contractually. He's in, in a great spot for the Flames, where they're not going to lose him. You mean the other two? Obviously, you send them down. They gotta see it. See you later. Yeah, exactly. right. And just burn the. Just send him away. And who knows right. where this well, team's actually, at? You can't send Mark come March. I know when you know, like you know, Jacob Markstrom's getting to that time where you know his contract can get you know moved. Dustin or Dan Vladar could be moved down the line. Like, well, Dustin Wolf could be playing full time minutes here with this team, real quick. And if you look at Markstrom's history too, there's usually a bit of a dip in play around December, January. If if he's not playing every single night, mm-hmm. and they've done a good job this season of incorporating Vladar nights that we were weren't expecting him to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like that Seattle game we talked about. Where I mean, I said he might start tonight just because he played well, but I didn't expect him to go in. I I thought. Well, you know, it's another game for Markstrom for sure. But they started Ladar. I'm like, well, that's good because mm-hmm. giving Markstrom a bit of a break, playing that as many games as he does, um, it's good. It's good for him. It's just it's good to give him a rest. But throughout Markstrom's time in Calgary, there's always you know he's got an injury or a little bug or you know play kind of dips off a little bit. A and flu that pops up at five thirty <laughs> in the evening, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's unfortunate because Markstrom is is a hell of a goalie, and we're lucky to have him. But but that's the thing. It's just patience. It's like, who knows in January what's going to happen? Who knows mm-hmm. tomorrow what's going to happen, right? So you got to stay the course, and that's an awfully tough thing to do because everything that happens is outside of your control as long as you show well, up to the rink, be a good teammate, and work hard. Especially when he sees guys that he was winning with last year, Zari, Pospisil, you know, earn their call-ups. Obviously different positions and everything, And he, but it's just the way the Wranglers well, are. When you compare yourself yeah. to your peers, yeah, right? So other goalies, too, that yeah. get called up. Like, I remember being, in my mind, buried in the American Hockey League because I played against Mike Smith. I played against... Uh, uh, Corey Crawford. I played mm-hmm. against Pekarina. I played with Cam Ward. I yeah. played against Ryan Miller. And all these guys are just all became stars. Just like, and they were in the league yeah. for a year or two. Whether they were good or okay, they, they were, were just like a shot. They, they were getting. They were in. Like it was just something that mm-hmm. you know when I was getting communicated with, it was like, well, you know, we need to go down there and develop. And you know, we have Kiprasov. Mm-hmm. He's playing seventy six games. And you look at Buffalo and like, who was Ryan Miller replacing? Who was he coming in after? Right or or Pekarina? I mean, he he came in and. You just stole the show, Corey Crawford. Just there's a bunch of stuff that you, you these guys had to go through adversity too to get there. Yeah. But you just compare yourself to them, and then you can you can feel like a victim sometimes. Like why why isn't this happening why to me? me? Why me? What's yeah. happening? I remember Tom Webster coming down uh, when I was in Omaha, and he came and sat beside me on the bench. And I, I mean, I'm I was struggling big time, and I was just not happy. I was like, I'm in the American Hockey League for I think it was the third or fourth year, and I'm just like, what's going on here? And I get it. Like, I, you know, I, I understand the process. I, I was feeling sorry for myself and I was just in such a bad, I think it was my, my third year. And, uh, you know, and he's like, you know, Corona, like, what do we got to do to get you going, man? Like, and he wasn't saying it to be a jerk. He was mm-hmm. saying, cause he genuinely cared. Yeah. Webby was an awesome guy. He was intense, but he was, he cared, mm-hmm. he cared about his guys. And so, 
and I, I looked at him and kind of chuckled. And I was like, well, just, you know, like Ryan Miller, just, just give me a game in the National Hockey League. Call me up now and let me play, right? And he chuckled, and he's just like, that's this is not the way it works, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the, the, the Flames need Kiprasov, right? They, they, don't, they, they don't need Brent Cron trying to figure out how, what it's like to play in the National Hockey League. And, mm-hmm. that, and he was right. So he's like, you got to pull your head out of your, you know what? He's like, get it. We've all been there before. But you got to overcome this type of stuff, right? And you got to remember this feeling. The next time you have success, it's like you are here, and and you got to elevate yourself mm-hmm. in in the in these times where you're 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 being kicked right in the pills, exactly. right? And it's it's tough. Dan Vladar was acquired for a third round pick. He signed next year at two point two million dollars. Then he's a UFA after that. <clears throat> Feels like they have to trade him before the end of that contract because you're going to give that spot to Dustin Wolf after, unless Jacob Markstrom gets dealt. But I don't. I've been a strong proponent that Jacob Markstrom is going to finish that contract here in Calgary because I like what Jacob Markstrom does a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. um, especially being around Wolf. I think that would be a good thing for him. But the thing here with Vladar is, is I I do wonder if the team had been given, like if, if another team had come calling and said, we'll give you a second rounder for Dan Vladar. Yeah, with all I, the injuries that Tampa had early on. I wonder if they would have yep. said yes. Yeah. But I don't know if it ever got to that point. No. Because do they like their depth? Do they like what is happening? Do they think that Wolf could be the NHL right now? I don't know. Yeah. But right now you do have Dan Vladar. I don't think anyone was upset with the goaltending depth when Vladar was brought in and signed. No. Well, you liked how it laid out. It's just like we said, it's just guys are progressing faster than expected. Right. That's a good problem That's to have. That's a very good problem to have, and that always sucks, right? It's just keeping him engaged now. For sure. And that's the hardest part. And Markstrom solidified their goalie position too, though, right? Oh my I mean, god, yeah. How many goals did they go through? Hiller, Ramo, Between Kipper and, and Irving. Markstrom. Yeah. Irving. Irving. McElhinney was here for a bit. He, Barra. Yeah, Rito Barra. Um, there was... Brian Donald. Brian Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad Johnson. Right. Nicholas Backstrom. Cam Talbot. Yeah, Cam Talbot was probably the best of the bunch. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, he was here briefly oh, in, good last, in last year's <laughs> Oh, who's a St. Louis goalie? Uh, I can see his face, but I he played in, in Calgary for a bit, and he always got beat short side when he Brian was... Brian Elliott? Yes. Yeah. Did you say that already? I think I did. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, I wasn't listening. Pardon like me. That. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but but you're 100% right. And now they, their goaltending position is very, very strong, and it's deep, and it's a great problem for the Flames to have, and it's just unfortunate for Wolf. Shout out to Barbs and Jordan Singlet, as well as the rest of that group. Uh, hey, I wanted to get to this. We mentioned it before the last break. Who do you remember using wood sticks back when you played? Uh, I think Pavel Brendel used wood sticks. Of course he did. Yeah. Aaron Acoin used what? a wood stick. I feel up like until every like... time it's like, tell me something weird about a teammate. And you're like, well, Pavel Brendel. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. And he he was... used to drive his car uh, behind the bus. Uh, wood sticks. Uh, <laughs> Carry picked a lot. Yeah, you pick it. Yeah, right. Did a little bit of everything. I, I just, I, 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 for some reason, I think it, it, he used a wood stick for for a while. Or at least my first year with him, he did. Do you remember the two piece sticks and the transition to the uh, one piece? Absolutely, sticks? I do. So yesterday, uh, the Missing Curfew podcast tweeted out the last man in the NHL to use a Z bubble, and it was a picture of John Michael Lyles back in his time with the Colorado (laughs) Avalanche. And Lyles retweeted this, and he said, Zakic told me I had a terrible shot, and if I didn't switch to a one-piece, he wouldn't pass me the puck anymore. <laughs> Z-Bubble slash Nike wood blade combo died that day. Oh, <laughs> That's too bad. That's did a you, good story. Did you ever have a superstar tell you, no, nah, you got to stop that? No, you know. Nothing I, like that, hey? That was a goal. Nothing like Joe Sackick telling you, I'm not going to pass you the puck. You know? And trust me, I have it a lot. Right. <laughs> From right. Joe well, Sackick. <laughs> 
I was a goalie, so nobody said, you know, like, don't. You who, never who, had Marty come up and be like, you're taping your stick wrong. No, nothing. You're not going to be able to play it like that. No. Your, your glove's a mess. No. No. Not your at chest all. protector's wrong. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Nobody cared. Nobody cared to tell you're me. You're wearing your skates on the wrong feet. Right. Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, yeah. hmm. not, I had nothing. I had, no, I had nothing to go off of whatsoever. Do you remember the transition when players switched from sticks and how reckless their shots would get oh, for wild. a but, week or two? And then like, their one timer would be about like nine feet in the air, right? And then just skied it up. And yeah. then the, every time they'd shoot two, is probably like happened about six or eight times a game, the shaft would break. They would mm. do a one timer and the shaft would always break. And mm. it was guys would just get so fed up and tired because you only had one or two good shots of power before it snapped in half. Um, but that, but now it's like you could uh, never play a game of hockey at all and grab a stick off the shelf and pay three twenty five, and it's a it's a laser beam bar down. Yes. Like it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a cheat code. It's I crazy. bought my first nice stick and I broke it like in the first season I had it. So I'm really <laughs> wrestling with doing it again. But the difference oh, between crazy. that and like a run of the mill, I had actually been using like Canadian Tire sixty dollar yes. twig because I had broken one prior, yeah. forgot about it, and on my way to the rink had to stop at a Canadian Tire. Only stick they had that was my size in my hand was sixty dollars and weighed about fifteen pounds. <laughs> and then I got this new one. I uh, hit a buddy, helped me order it, and shows up this new one. It's beautiful, brand new Sherwood. Feels great in the hands. It's got different grips on the shaft. Breaks on uh, on uh, going to block a shot, and a guy just slid into the stick and snapped it about midway in the shaft. But while I had it, you're right, I could rip the puck. Uh, I finally lost my my stock of goalie sticks from when I had was forced into retirement. What do you mean lost? Uh, so like I you ran out of them. Ran or they out misplaced. Yeah. No, I ran oh. out of them. I got ten. I got fleeced by the, the Stars organization when they sent me packing after my last knee surgery. You tell us about the gear they gave you. Oh man, and it's still a sore spot to me. You know, for me to this day, um, I just got brand new gear and I busted my knee up again. Went in for surgery, whatever. Did all that kind of stuff, and they sent me home for the year. So I wasn't on the playoff roster. I hopped in my truck and I'm like. I'm out of here. This is this is ridiculous. I take my hockey net and I go home essentially. And I'm driving home, and uh, I get to Calgary and whatever summertime kind of hang out, figure where my life is going to go next. And I try to get back on the ice and I open up my gear, and it's the old stuff I'd used from the beginning of the season. There was like stitching in the foot and oh. like just rust on the buckle, and I was like, "What did these guys do?" And I and I thought I got they thought I got you know twenty sticks, and I got ten. You know, mm. I I just they loaded the trailer up I'm like, "Yeah, here you go, just throw it in there. Great, thanks a lot, thanks for playing. See you later." So. So we were in Lloyd Minster. The Flames alumni were playing the Oilers alumni. And uh, I, I got called up to the big leagues to go play that game a year ago. And I remember I had one warrior stick left, wooden with a foam in it. And it was like, it was yeah. my go-to. It used, they used to be the old Montreal sticks. And they mm. were just, I used them because Kippersoft used them and they yeah. were the best. And then uh, I, I go into the sporting goods store and I, I'm just like, I can't use this for the game because I have no backup and the blade, I could basically snap it off if I wanted to. It's been hanging on by a thread. So I walk in and I'm like, hey, kiddo, I need something like this. And I hold, I brought my stick and I'm like, like this. And he looked at me like I was a dinosaur and, 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 and I was not all there between the ears, right? And I'm like, I need something like this. And he's mean, you mean, you mean a goalie stick? And I'm like, yeah, I, I need this one though, like a wood one. <laughs> Like this. And he's like, they don't make those anymore. <laughs> Let me show you to the goalie wall over here where you can buy a brand new one, whatever, a Bauer one for $410. Oh, yeah, just do that. Great and I deal, wanted to yeah. grab it and beat him with it. <laughs> but I, I I bought the cheapest CCM stick I could find there. And it was like 275 or 250 Whoa. But I tell you what, 
I could have been first star of that game. Zipping I was snapping the puck around yeah, like you I have bet. no idea. Like yeah, I stopped in the net. Don't even feel it vibrate up my hands or bruise my thumb because <laughs> it hit the paddle, right? Yeah. I just grab it, snap it, and it's, you know what, probably six, seven feet just ripping around the glass and just icing it nonstop. It was an un- I just, it was unbelievable feeling. Should have gone back, gave that kid a tip instead. No. After he almost diverted you to a museum. After he embarrassed me in front of my friends is yeah. what he did. Because I think Glenn Cross was in there too buying some stuff and Raymond was in there too. <laughs> and they're just like, they're just getting, hey? I'm just getting roasted by oh, the 17-year-old like kid. This, like, this this, who are you? You're an athlete? You used to play goal? Come on, man. Give it up. You know, just here's a barbell and, yeah. you know, stop. First round yeah. pick. Don't look up my hockey DVD. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Please don't. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, they're off today. They practice tomorrow. They play Thursday. See you on Friday. So I get a day off tomorrow is what you're saying. Yeah, you do. You do. Got a couple. Oh, man, that's great. How are you going to spend it? Uh, I'm going to work. Uh, selling nice. solutions? Yeah. For my actual job, yes. Selling at uh, Precision Well Servicing. Selling solutions. There you go. There's a little bit of a plug. There you go. It's not Russ Tucker, but it'll do. <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care. See you, boys. All right, bye. You, Have a good day. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.